This week, the competition watchdog, the ACCC, announced that the next phase of its massive five-year digital platform services inquiry will be a deep dive into social media services. The inquiry into competition in social media expects to hear from all the major players, which, spoiler alert, isn't a very long list. And if you're in the 96% of Australian adults who use social media, so you probably are, the ACCC also wants to hear from you. Gina Cascott-Lee became the first woman ever to be the chair of the ACCC when she took over from Rod Sims in March earlier this year. So it was a great pleasure to welcome the new chair of the ACCC to Sunday Extra for the very first time when I spoke with Gina Cascott-Lieb earlier. Thanks very much, Julian. It's great to be with you. Uh, What does the ACCC want to hear about from social media consumers as part of this inquiry? We want to hear what the consumers are using social media for. So connection, communication, news, chat, all the different reasons um, in an emergency is the only means of communication. So to Mm. get a sense of, to start with, how now in 2022, what people are using social media for, and then which of the features they really value. Also, which many we know use multiple social media um, platforms and means of communicating, so which are all of them that they use and whether the new entrants or ones who have just been expanding at a rate of knots like TikTok, what is it about those new entrants that are different that draws uh, them to that platform. And finally, we know there are some risks. Uh, we know some an increasing number of people are facing scams. And so we're asking ourselves, are people aware of the risks, firstly? And what risks do they perceive as harms, maybe for their children, maybe for their parents? Um, and how do they think, do that firstly, so we're aware of it, but what they think can be done. And if listeners are inclined to chip into the inquiry process, (laughs) what what should they do and when? So they need to move pretty quickly, Julian, because we're asking for submissions by the 9th of September. That is very soon, isn't it? Yeah. Why is it it such a short time frame? The Treasurer doesn't give us a lot of time in these (laughs) (laughs) reports. We get six months from start to finish and by six months we need to have actually, so by the 31st of March we have to have given the Treasurer the report and unfortunately it does go over Christmas and we know people, so we we just really want it to get into the meat of it. We do often give extensions, which maybe I shouldn't say. um, (laughs) Does the Treasurer give extensions? Rarely. (laughs) (laughs) So we just want to get into it fast Mm. and it's we give an online address, so digital monitoring at accc.gov.au and we're happy to take this just in an email form. So for users, we don't want users to, consumers to feel they need to go to a huge amount of uh, time or work send us your impressions. We would really value it. Will the inquiry address the role of social media influencers and the commercial arrangements that they benefit from? Absolutely. Um, So 
when we look at the business implications, we're looking at display advertising, different advertising features and whether there are ones where businesses are not telling the truth. And Mm. one key one is that if influencers do not disclose that sponsored or they're obtaining a benefit, then people are actually being misled because they're not being told the what is influencing the influencers. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, the issues paper that the ACCC released along with this inquiry says that as well as hearing from consumers, you will uh, directly contact some market participants to request specific information. A couple of market participants sprung to my mind, I must say. I assume that's going to include Google and and Facebook, who the ACCC has already found have really substantial market power, but also who the ACCC has been involved in legal action against. Um, It'll presumably also include Tiki mentioned. What sort of specific information do you envisage seeking and what happens if the big tech companies won't give it to you? So you're absolutely right. The main platforms we will send information requests to. We want to find out the number of Australian users they have, uh, the revenues they earn, the advertising services that they offer to advertisers, the terms and conditions and how they engage with businesses that uh, place their advertising and use social media platforms to connect with more customers. Sometimes uh, we do need to use mandatory information collection powers, which we do have. And if we need to, we use those powers are enlivened because we have the direction from the Treasurer to do this report. On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with the chair of the ACCC, Gina Cascotlieb. Gina, in your first address as chair to the National Consumer Congress, you highlighted the ACCC's recent case against Trivago as an example of dealing with the use of algorithms to mislead consumers. Uh, How does that issue, using algorithms to mislead consumers, apply in relation to social media services? So firstly, there's a question of what is featured. Um, when people are taking feeds, mm. uh, when people are uh, seeking to combine the images that they view. So there will be a whole set of choices that are sitting in the background as to what people see and with what prominence. In addition, in terms of when you get a display ad, an algorithm will be assessing the data that is known about you in order to choose ads that are based upon what you generally look for, what you generally search for, to the extent to which you're engaging in e-commerce in a transactional sense uh, on your mobile phone. In the social media space, is the nature of competition different from, say, the competition between airlines or supermarkets? I mean, we know that uh, Facebook and, uh, say, TikTok might be competing for, you know, attention, but they're very different services that perform very different functions in some ways. Firstly, social media is what is often called a two-sided, operating in a two-sided market, really a two-sided service. So it's... Mm offering a whole set of services uh, to us as users, um, connectivity to our friends, let's say. And it's seen as at zero price to us, though it is taking our data. Um, Mm. What is being 
sold on the other side to advertisers is the breadth of consumers and users that are there. And that is at a price. Consumers being there is monetized through the advertising service and other business services that are offered. Gina Cascotlieb, your predecessor, Rod Sims, repeatedly argued that Australia's merger laws are not up to the task of protecting Australian consumers and, and the economy. And he pointed out that Australia's almost unique in not having a formal merger approval system so that, say, when, when Qantas announced its plan to merge with Alliance Airways, the ACCC's put out a paper listing concerns and inviting submissions. But would it be better if there was just a compulsory situation for major mergers to have to be approved in advance by the ACCC? The ACCC is certainly still pursuing um, engagement consideration of reform and those are matters that uh, we will then need to take up with the government because the government ultimately will need to decide those questions. Increasingly, we are finding, particularly in global mergers, that the difference between Australia having a voluntary notification uh, regime is that often Australia is notified late or not at all. Um, mm. And it means that in the sequence of the timeline of a global transaction, it can be very difficult uh, for the ACCC to do the job it, it wants to do and needs to do in terms of protecting Australian consumers and competition in Australian markets. So Rod certainly kicked off that debate there has been a certain amount of response to the ACCC. We're considering uh, that response, but we're going to take this forward. Uh, as I mentioned, you, you took over as chair of the ACCC in, in March this year. So you've been in the new role for about five months now, after 25 years as a, as a lawyer in private practice advising businesses. Mm. It seems to me that that change in job would necessitate a pretty major change of mindset. I, I wonder if you agree and what your reflections are on the role five months in. Uh, I had a reasonable appreciation of the breadth of the role. Um, I did not have this uh, appreciation of, of the intensity of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sounds like an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, and everybody would have a sense of, of the urgency with which some uh, issues can come uh, to bear. So it, it has been um, incredibly invigorating. Uh, the team is remarkable uh, and the engagement that we have with consumer advocacy groups, small business advocacy groups, corporates, government, the various levels of government, all of it brings an incredible richness at, at times the benefit of difference of opinion, of course. Uh, the ACCC certainly had some uh, big legal victories uh, over the years, but particularly in the, in the area of mergers, its track mm. record is probably less good. Probably fair to say that as a litigator um, in private practice, your track record is probably better than the organisation mm. that you now run. Is part of your job to improve the ACCC's track record in litigation? We've got a combination of objectives there. That is, yes, to win more. But in addition to keep taking cases that test uh, the impact and the boundaries of the law. Mm. So we are not afraid to take difficult cases and we will take difficult cases um, because it's important to show 
the coverage and the strength of the law. Gina Cascot-Leap, thank you so much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra. It's my pleasure, Julian. Thanks very much. And that was Gina Cascot-Leap, the new chair of the ACCC. And this is Sunday Extra. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.